Welcome to the Geeks Blowing Out Off Topic Debrief for whatever today's date is. Yeah. <laughs> for today. Uh, welcome, everybody. We're uh, doing this thing again. Uh, this is your first time to the show, or at least to one of the Off Topic Debrief, or at least just leave all this in. If this is your first time to the show or the first time to an off-topic debrief, I almost tripped on it again. Uh, This is a much more casual conversation. We talk about the current geek news, uh, just a little shot between episodes. We do it on the off weeks because our main episodes are bi-weekly or every other week. Yeah, and one other thing we do on this podcast or that we're supposed to do on this podcast is... uh celebrate and uh say thank you for some nice reviews we've gotten uh we kind of forgot the last couple episodes yeah we have been slacking hard (laughs) on this like what kind of dickheads are we that we can just take shit for granted be like oh yeah of course we don't have to shout it out we're not that's why we're doing it now yeah we feel bad better late than never right so we've got uh five new five star reviews it would be much more impressive if we hadn't forgotten for a month yeah yeah that'd be way cooler wouldn't it Uh, so our first review is uh, from Friends and Flayers. Uh, they say, great podcast that really dives into what drives us to like the things we do as they discuss how they came to fall in love with it. Sound quality is great. Give it a listen. Yeah, there you go. Getting all the shout outs for your editing skills. I do appreciate that. You know, that didn't say anything about you, though. No, I, I mean, <laughs> I guess. I can't discuss things by by myself. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm there too. Um, let's see. We've got one on the uh, the old iTunes from ABP Finance. Uh, the title is "Great Show and Niche." Five star review says, "Love the host duo and specific demographic audience they cater to. The style and content sets this show apart. Keep it up." Thank you very much, sir or ma'am. Man, not or all. either one. They. Uh, not not only do they like us, they also like our audience. That's cool. They, they got that in their review. Yeah. So you hear that audience? You got a five-star review too, just for <laughs> listening. Um, all right. The next one I got is from uh, Coming In Hot. It's a nice short one. Definitely one of my new favorite podcasts. Great fucking job, guys. Yeah. Now that one was on Podchaser and that was on an episode, right? It was on an episode review, but it didn't seem very episode specific, so I'm taking it. Yeah, fuck it. It's ours. Next up on the iTunes front, we have a five-star review from The Foth Pod titled Nostalgia Hard! Exclamation point. Yeah. Says, such a great geek podcast. Definitely give this a listen if you grew up in the 80s and 90s and were a fan of geek and nerdy stuff. I can't wait to continue my nostalgic walk down memory lane with this podcast. I I mean, there were a lot of exclamation points in there, too. So they they you know, it's legit. But I love hearing things like that because that is exactly what we are doing and why we are doing it. We are yeah. we are doing that that walk down memory lane. You know, that that is that is why we are passionate about this. Yeah, we are not the kind of podcast that researches things that we don't know about and then talks about them because uh, I don't have the time for that. Yeah. Leave that to the Mythbusters. Yeah, I want to talk about stuff that I already know about. Yeah. Uh, and our final one, right? Final one? Yeah. Yep. Our final one is from Watch If You Dare. Geek exploration is a celebration of pop culture and nerd hobbies. The show covers a large variety of topics, is informative, and easy to follow. Are you looking for the next best thing to watch, read, or play? Give them a listen and subscribe now. 
Yeah, that's good advice. That is. This they know what they're talking about. Yeah, we are definitely the thing to to uh, listen or to subscribe to if you're looking for something to watch, read, and play. Yeah. So thank you very much, everybody. Sorry it took us so long to get on those review shoutouts. Um, we appreciate it. Keep it coming. Um, if you enjoy what we're doing, go ahead and go on to Podchaser or um, iTunes and find our show and give us a review. It helps out. I like it. It's good. <laughs> That's my line. I know. It's it's good. I like it. I, I botched it. Um, so let's get into some current geek news topics. I think right up top, a big thing that's going around right now are some pictures of the uh, the new Batmobile. Yeah, I just spied those moments ago. I wasn't aware of them until you mentioned it to me. And uh, it looks pretty cool. Um, it's tough for me because there's, there's really only one Batmobile in my heart. And uh, I'm always a little let down when it doesn't look like the 89 Batmobile. Yeah. Yeah, those swoops, those fins. Giant fucking jet engine in the back. Yeah, that cockpit. Like, everything about that one screams Batman to us. Yeah. But it did look cool. It looked like it was like a mod... <laughs> looked like I was going through puberty. Looked like a like a modified, you know, supercar, like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or something. It looked like the engine was in the back, and uh, it was very short. But uh, it had a kind of a muscle car look to it with all the stuff they'd tacked on yeah that's definitely what i took from it like it's it's interesting looking at it now since you've brought up the supercar angle because i didn't see that initially but i also had it in my head where the early reports before any pictures came out um, were that it was more american muscle car style yeah the front end is solidly american muscle car style looks like a you know challenger or something yeah but uh it's pretty cool i mean i would drive it yeah it looks weird because it's got a bunch of like stuff tacked onto it that would look silly if I was just driving to work in it. But uh, yeah, it's definitely the car of a man who has built this by himself. Like it's not a military vehicle like the Tumbler. Yeah. It's not something super polished and clean like all of the uh, the 90s Batman movies, like especially after the Tim Burton ones that, that we loved. Like those Batmobiles were ridiculous. There was no way this man was putting this together and getting these fucking ridiculous vehicles uh fabricated for him yeah yeah who's batman i don't know but this guy just ordered like 105 custom cut steel bat symbols yeah bulletproof he said (laughs) i don't know why yeah so uh, i think it's if they're going for like a believable beginning batman angle which i think they are i think it i think it'll work yeah, it seems like that's where they're going. Because along, because it, it was, uh, it was from some set photos that Matt Reeves, I believe it was Matt Reeves, uh, released, and it also had some shots of what we believe to be Robert Pattinson in the bat suit. Um, they definitely weren't publicity photos, you know, that were all posed and shit. So personally, with that with that bat suit in these shots, I wasn't as impressed, and I, I don't know why. Like maybe it's just because the way he stand. I don't know. It, he looks frumpy to me. He looks like just a dude standing around in in a Batman costume. He doesn't look like Batman. And I'm not I'm not bashing the movie because of a couple of stills I saw. Yeah, it's the problem with reality though. Like if you're going to go fight crime, you need to have like a suit that can take some bullets and uh the traditional spandex look that Batman totes doesn't quite sl- scream practical. Yeah, I mean and this one this suit is totally utilitarian. Yeah. Like it it is a practical suit and and i i really do love how things are shaping up 
in relation to the reports that it's supposed to be like his second year as Batman. So he's, you know, he's gone through the whole I'm wearing, you know, like a ninja getup or whatever. And, you know, he's he's putting together his bat suit. He's putting together his Batmobile and he's out there fighting crime. And I'm sure he's going to learn more and evolve throughout the movie. Yeah, maybe at the end he gets something really cool looking. It's some like badass Kevlar armor that is thinner and looks less bulky. Yeah, because that that armor in these um, set photos, the chest plate and the the part on the abdomen, like the whole torso area. It looks weird. I can't tell if it's decide. It, it, it's it's like it can't decide if it wants to be armor or sculpted muscles. It's somewhere between. Like the abdomen why looks not like both. Why not have sculpted armor muscles? <laughs> I mean, why have sculpted armor muscles? I mean, there's no nipples on it, so I got that going for us. You know, and real quick, that was something we we uh, to the listener. We just got done recording a um, a crossover episode with. Uh, the movie seller rewind with uh, with Trev Allen and where where we discuss uh, a previous episode of the movie seller and talk about Robo what, what the cop. Yeah. Oh, shit. No, no. Oh, you just got that song stuck in my No, fuck. Um, you know, we, we discuss things that they got wrong or right. And, uh, you know, so we went through the episode uh, listening to things. But one one thing that I didn't get to bring up in that was they talk about Batman's nipple suit. And people say like, oh, no, not the George Clooney suit. I want to remind everyone that Val Kilmer had nipples on his suit, too. Yeah. It's not all Clooney. And it certainly wasn't his fault. He just didn't have a bat visa or codpiece shots. Oh, he had codpiece and butt shots. Joel Schumacher loved them butt shots. <laughs> so uh, you hear we have another moon. We got a new moon. I did hear about that. This yeah. is exciting. I hear it's very big. Yeah, yeah, a whopping two to three meters wide. Whoa! Uh, unfortunately, it won't be here forever. It's going to leave us. But we got a moon right now. We got two moons right now. So how does that work? Is it called a moon because it's just it's in our orbit? It's a it's a satellite. It yeah, it is a natural satellite in orbit around the Earth presently. Now, with something like the size of a car, how how does it escape? The uh, the gravitational pull that that puts it in orbit in the first place. So it does not have a regular orbit like it doesn't uh, cover the same space every time. OK, it kind of swings in and like swoops out and then comes back and swings in. And eventually it's going to get real close and speed, you know, go, you know, end up going real fast, but not get pulled in enough to to degrade mm-hmm. and become like a meteor or something yeah a falling star it's, but it's gonna sling it's like you know slingshotting around the planet that you hear about in all the sci-fi you know it's gonna come around real hot and it's gonna have enough velocity to escape it's like apollo 13 yes yeah so it will eventually it'll ring around us i think it's they expect it to be it's been here for technically uh three years now so we've had it for three years but oh just, shit they just announced it now or they just discovered it now but it's been there for a while and we probably got a few more years in it before it uh, fucks off, goes to get a pack of cigarettes and never comes back. Oh, and it's technically the second, second moon that we've known of. We had one in 2006, too. Wait, what? But it, but it left also. Man, I would have celebrated these things. Yeah, we, ju- we just can't keep our relationship for longer than a few years, I guess. Yeah, we're just we're stuck in the in the rut that is fucking our lunar giant 
ball and chain up there. Yeah. So if you want to see our new moon, 2020 CD3, very catchy name. Yeah. Uh, step outside uh, and get a really good telescope because it's tiny. You're going to have a really hard time seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Would you have to have like a like observatory grade telescope to see it? Because that's fucking tiny and it is miles and miles and miles and miles away. Um, No, you could, you know, you you could probably you could see it with a regular telescope or a set of binoculars even. Oh no um, shit. But I don't know if you've seen like gone outside and looked at satellites. You can see them when they go by. They move pretty fast. You'd have a hard time getting a fix on it with a telescope. Binoculars, really? Yeah. You can see you can see most satellites with the naked eye. But but you'd so, have to it has an irregular orbit though. So you'd have to know kind of when it was coming through and know where to look for it and it would, you know, it would transit the sky in a matter of minutes. That seems so bonkers to me to think that you could see something the size of a car, essentially, with binoculars at night. I mean, is it like the the moon where it's got like the sun yeah. shining on? So it yeah, would be a sun. white spot. Yep. Yeah. It just look. Yeah. That's what most satellites look at. A lot of satellites aren't a hell of a lot bigger than a car either. Yeah. You got to put I mean, them in a rocket. I'm just as shocked about those. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a nice clear night outside, go outside and look. If you see anything way high, it looks like a very faint star just moving at a pretty steady clip across the sky. It's probably a satellite. Wild. Um, so next up, Ben, let, let's uh, let's bring this up in the most panicked, uh, sensational way possible. Did you hear that DC Comics is shutting down? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about coronavirus. Oh, shit. <laughs> now the world's got enough of that. We don't need that on our show. Uh, yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. They're, they're firing fucking people and making... People, folks are making outlandish claims about licensing Batman to Marvel. Yeah. So Dan DiDio, the uh, what like decade long publisher, and he'd been uh, in some capacity even longer than that, whether it was a editor in chief or chief creative officer, you know, one of those highfalutin things where he was controlling things. Mr. Important. Yes. Um, he was fired from DC Comics, which personally I'm not going to miss him because I didn't like a lot of the decisions he made. Um, reportedly, though, creators really loved him. Apparently, he took care of people and and he was a good person to work with and work for. So good on that. But um, now Jim Lee is the sole publisher, which I'm kind of scared of also. But there are um, reports and this is citing uh, Cosmic Book News. They uh, they had a pretty, pretty uh, well circulated story where they interviewed uh, Ethan Van Skyver, or at least they, they cited his YouTube video, so never mind, they didn't interview him. Uh, Ethan Van Skyver claims that sources within the industry filled him in that if the 5G event, the f- uh, event fails, that AT&T will close the company. So AT&T bought AOL Time Warner, so they are the, the overlords of DC Comics. And so if they're, them rolling out their new 5G network... <laughs> fails they're gonna, they're yeah. gonna get rid of dc comics no shit how does this work well reportedly uh dc is changing the name of the of the event to generation five and early reports are that they're going to mess with the timeline so everything is kind of real time that they're going to age up their main characters as if they existed for as long as they had i don't know it's it, i mean of course we don't actually have solicitations or anything uh concrete um jim lee has since come out saying that's not what we're doing because they were saying like they're gonna replace superman with the current superboy um lucius fox's son was gonna be the new batman and people are up in arms so personally i don't know i wouldn't know what to think about an event like that it sounds kind of dumb 
Nerds get up in arms anytime you change anything. It's true. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Superman's underpants are gone. What? They're yeah. back. What do you mean? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I personally, for as much of a traditionalist as I am, I was bummed that they brought the underpants back because I thought they finally landed on a suit that didn't have underpants that felt like Superman. The The belt design they had was the only thing that was different, and it, it was modern, but still classic. So that 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 did bum me out a little bit. But uh, Ethan Van Skyver said in his YouTube video, he says, understand, it doesn't mean characters are going to go anywhere. Batman, of course, is a prized possession of AT&T now. AT&T is Batman, and they're going to keep putting out movies and product and toys and all that stuff. Comic books are dead, and they're going to close up the publishing house soon. I'll tell you that a professional who I spoke to recently said, yeah, I was talking to DC or I was talking to one of the higher ups at DC Comics who said that if 5G doesn't work out, that's it. AT&T is closing the publishing arm. So this is ballgame. I mean, I've got mixed feelings about all this because it would be really sad for DC to stop publishing comics because that would suck. Like, I love comics and I, and I, I, I would really hate to see DC go away. But, uh, on the flip side, I haven't bought a comic book in a really, really long time. <laughs> They're like four or five bucks. And uh, it's tough. Yeah. And it takes a lot of work to put one out. I get it. But there's so many other things I could spend four to five dollars on and get more than, you know, my 10 minutes of entertainment. Out yeah. Of. Half a shit. Yeah. So uh, and and the idea of them licensing the characters to Marvel to still produce books for the characters that people want books produced for and the potential of some crossover stuff and finally answering all those, would this Marvel hero hero defeat this DC villain stuff uh, is kind of exciting. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had a crossover like a major crossover event since like the late nineties with that DC versus Marvel. Yeah. And, and then, you know, there were two separate companies that basically said, well, my big characters aren't going to be able to defeat it. You know, we're going to have to, it's going to be a draw. For the well, big guys. And well, what they did for the individual fights was they had fans vote on it. So all of a sudden you have a comic book where Wolverine is beating Lobo. Yeah. It's like Wolverine. No I mean, Lobo fight. would fucking huck him into space. Like Lobo can't die. Like he died once and the devil shot him back up because he was so annoying. Like <laughs> yeah. that's it. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's, it's tough. And Van Skyver also tweeted, uh, we're watching the end of DC Comics happen in real time. 80 years of history. I can't believe it. If DiDio is gone, replace him with Jeff Johns or go out of business. Fucking hate seeing this. I love DC Comics. Now, Ethan Van Skyver, I've watched a lot of his YouTube videos uh, in days past, and he is kind of a sensationalist. Oh, he sounds like I have no idea who he is, but he sounds like a uh, a little boy crying wolf. Yeah, he's he's a fantastic artist. He was responsible for some really big events like uh, like working with Jeff Johns, um, like Green Lantern Rebirth and Flash Rebirth, where they brought back the classic versions of those characters. And, you know, he's he's done a lot of fantastic work. Um, But, yeah, he he likes to. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'd call him a tinfoil hat wearing weirdo, but. And I don't know if it's just he knows what's going to hit on YouTube, but I mean, and for all I know, he is 100 percent correct. But I definitely agree with him with bringing Jeff Johns in there because Jeff Johns knows DC and that that would be my ideal situation for somebody controlling a universe. 
It also really upsets me that AT&T owns DC Comics now. Because fuck AT&T. I, I have so much disdain for that company. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're recording this at your house right now. Because they're fucking ate my AT&T router took a shit. And it's going to take them five days to mail me another one. And I have problems with them all the time. So, uh, hey, fuck you, AT&T. AT&T. AT and another T. So, uh, yeah. And I mean, lately there have been, it's, it's interesting that this is all coming out right now because there have been little hints. Um, I mean, they could just be little Easter eggs for fun and they probably are, but like in Thor, there was some reference, you know, they were looking at parallel worlds and there was straight up like a daily planet with Superman flying by that they called like a sun God. And they they had like an Emerald God and a God of the night. and, And it was the justice league. Yeah, well, yeah, and it all got defeated and destroyed by some like void monster or some shit. Yeah. I don't remember what they called it that was threatening uh, Thor. Apparently, now. Yeah, and in in uh, in Doomsday Clock by DC, like they they were showing a glimpse into the future, and uh, and they like tell a story of like twenty thirty where Superman fights Thor and a green behemoth sacrifices himself to save the Man of Steel, and you're like, holy shit! Like they're talking about Thor and Hulk, like yeah. clearly. So there have been there's been a lot of uh, a lot of tinfoil hat speculation about the companies merging, which whatever, you know, if it happens, it happens. Why not? Yeah. Shit changes. Yeah. Deal with it. It'd be weird for a couple years seeing like Captain America and Iron Man on a team with Superman and Batman. Well, do you think they'd actually merge the universes or they would just take over publishing and keep them separate and do, you know, limited crossover events? I don't know if. Either of them would really want to fully integrate the two universes. That would be fucking. That'd be fucking nuts. Is what that's a good call. Yeah, like similar to how like DC had the Wild Storm universe. Yeah, that that they could they could coexist if they needed them to. Yeah, I I bet they'd keep the IP separate for the most part. Still, okay. Well, in that situation, then what the fuck do I care? Because it'd just be business as usual. It'd just be a different set of editors and writers and artists. It'd probably be better. Fucking, you got AT and T publishing Batman now. Might as well be Marvel Comics. Fuck. Yeah, might as well be Disney. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be interesting to see how that worked out with with movie rights. Because, like, I don't know if I would want my DC universe to become Marvel movies even though they're kind of moving in that direction with some of the properties like Shazam, but yeah, but that said, I don't know if it'd be necessarily worse than what we have. So true story. um, It'd probably happen faster. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll wait and see. Yeah. (laughs) You got something else for me? I see you looking at your phone. Uh, yeah. So, uh, one of the only super rare, certainly the only one that's gone up for sale in a while, Nintendo PlayStation went to auction oh shit this last week and uh, was purchased for the uh pittance of three hundred thousand dollars fuck now we uh, mentioned that briefly in one of our one of our video game episodes yeah what could you actually play on that because that was the disc system right that they were it developing was, it was a disc system but it had uh, a cartridge slot still so it can play all the super Nintendo games. Okay. So, cause when I first heard it, I was like, why would you pay $300,000 other than just to collect it for a system that you can't play, but it can play super Nintendo games and it can play like music CDs. Cause it has a CD drive on it. So no game was ever full far enough in development. No, for, not even wow, close. So it's just like a prototype. Yeah. Did you much. say that ahead of time? And I no, totally forgot. But that's what it was. Oh, okay. 
And uh, the story behind it's kind of cool, though. This dude uh, in England found it in his dad's attic because his dad was buying, like at auction, boxes full of cutlery and plates and shit from a company called Advantia. Okay. And it also had some other boxes that weren't cutlery and plates. And in one of those boxes was like the contents of some dude's office. And one of the things in that box was a Nintendo PlayStation. And the the speculation is that it came from Olaf Olafsson's office, who was... I remember that name. Yeah, he was a, a higher-up executive at Sony way back when, and then apparently went and worked for Avanta. And apparently, I, I guess he just had that in his office, and when he left, he was like, I don't want that piece of shit. And he was like, fuck it. So anyway, the guy's dad had bought the lot of, with all the cutlery and everything for 75 bucks. And so <laughs> he got the cutlery and all that shit, and... uh the, his kid found it in his attic and was like, what the fuck is this? And uh, now he's got 300,000 bucks. So win. Yeah. So look through your parents' bullshit and do some research. Yeah. Buy lots of dishes on eBay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll get a piece of gaming history. Oh, man. Well, uh, going back over to Disney, um, I mean, it, it's so weird because a lot of these reports are not brand new. You and I haven't sat down for one of these in, what, four weeks? Yep. Um, so as I'm sure everybody in the geekosphere has heard, Disney head honcho Bob Iger has stepped down, um, as I don't even know what his fucking official title was, but big dick of DC. Yeah. He's, uh, he's stepped down. He's still going to be running some operations for the next year, I believe. Um, and Bob Chapek has become his successor. And from what I've heard, Bob Chapek has been with Disney in just about every capacity you can serve, whether it's movies, animation, parks, like he's he's fully entrenched in Disney. So some of the insiders are not terrified of this. Just going from one Bob to another. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know a whole lot about either of them. So eh? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. We'll see. Um, the one thing that I'm really curious about is what this means for other heads of of aspects of disney like bob Iger was big on kathleen kennedy yeah with star wars so especially with with all the unhappiness with uh with star wars under kathleen kennedy's reign like was bob Iger protecting her how does bob chapek feel and is are we going to hear that she's out soon question mark yeah, I don't know. <laughs> tell me your insight. What, yeah. what, 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 are, what are your insiders telling me? My spies in Disney have gone cold, so yeah, unfortunately. I, I personally wouldn't mind Kathleen Kennedy being gone. I don't, I don't have so much of a personal stake to where, you know, like she's ruined my childhood or anything like that. Like it's, it's fine, but I don't like how Lucas has become a little more uh, directionless. And how they make all these announcements that they go back on and the uh, the disagreements she's had with the creators that she hires. They're certainly not operating like a well-oiled machine under her. Yeah. Because they go one direction and then go another direction. And it's just, everything seems real scattershot. There doesn't seem to be any real vision in in Star Wars these days. Yeah, and it's very reactive. Yeah, it is. And uh, maybe try someone else. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I don't think she's... Uh, done a lot for the fandom so i kind of see her the same way i saw dan didio and jim lee as publishers of dc where it's sort of like okay fine you know the ship is still running but i would like to see 
something exciting like that. Like Marvel was fresh when Joe Quesada came in. Yeah, and I don't know if I even need anything fresh from Star Wars. I just like something consistent. I'd like to, them to have some sort of roadmap that makes sense. Because they didn't have that with the sequels, and uh, it showed. Oh, shit. And we haven't even talked about the the High Republic announcement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of Star Wars books in the High Republic times and comics and stuff. Uh, there it is. Isn't that also supposed to be the direction of their new movies? I don't know. I have not. I don't know. She also said there wasn't going to be any more like trilogies and now they're talking about more trilogies and yeah. uh, I'd really like to not see any more trilogies. Just give me, give me one. If you can't tell a good compelling story that stands on its own in fucking 90 to 120 minutes, I don't I, I, fuck off. Yeah. Do what the first star Wars did tell a good story. And if you want to make a sequel to it, yeah. make it good. Yeah, If it's really good and there's somewhere to go do it. If not, you got a whole universe, tell a different story. Yeah, I'm fine with that. So, uh, yeah, if uh, I I would not shed any tears if Kathleen Kennedy was out. Red, you got something else? I mean, just uh, trailers were pretty underwhelming. The only trailer that I saw that I was like, that looks like it could be really good was the the Candyman reboot. Oh shit, I didn't see that. It looks fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Tony Todd's coming back, right? Yeah, I, a little bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can see glimpses. Um, but it, it, it looked cool. It's like a, it, it's a different take on it. It's kind of, it's modern, you know, where like the Candyman legend has kind of gone away. And, uh, it looks like this one dude that like moves into the candy, the old candy factory, like starts, you know, poking the bear as it were. And, uh, or the beehive. Yes. Yeah. Or the beehive. And it kind of starts, uh, coming back and, uh, it looks cool. It, it looked like a movie I'd like to see. So I'm excited for that. All right. I got to go check that trailer out. Yeah. Otherwise, I didn't really see anything else that looked interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think of it. Like, I I think there, oh shit, there may be a Quiet Place 2 teaser, at least. There was, yeah, there was some one. little I, thing I saw. I never saw the first one. Yeah, me neither. So I, I didn't, yeah, I don't, it, that didn't do it. Like, oh, there it is. That was my reaction to that. Yeah. There, there's a big ending spoiler in, in the first movie that got spoiled for me. And it just drained my boner for wanting to see it. And Angelina wants to see that movie so bad, but it's like, it's, it's hard for me to, to get behind that. The only other trailer that was kind of interesting was for a movie called Vivarium with, uh, what's his name from Zombieland and, uh, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Jesse Eisenberg. Yep. And, uh, we're like two people go to like check out a house and then they get like, permanently trapped in a neighborhood where all the houses are the same and they end up having to live there. And they're like, someone delivers them a baby in a box and he grows up real fast and they start going insane. Okay. Like that one looked intriguing. I don't know if it looked good, but it looked, uh, it looked like something worth keeping an eye on. Oh damn. Okay. I got some trailers to watch. Uh, and now I'm sitting here thinking about, it. I'm like, I swear I've watched a couple trailers over the past two weeks or month, but I watched a bunch of them, but most of them just, Okay. I didn't give a shit about. Yeah, I guess if I if I've forgotten them, then uh, they can't be yeah, that. They big. can't be that amazing. Um, I did quick follow up from the last off topic debrief. I have begun to watch Harley Quinn on Mason's uh, uh, suggestion, and just from the opening seconds of that show, I am in. I am sold. 
the fucks, the violence, the it's so well written. Like the jokes are are legitimately funny. Like I I can't wait to watch the rest of the series. I've only watched a little bit. Man, I don't have DC Universe. I'll have to find a way to watch that. If only I knew someone who had it. If only. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's about all I got other than, uh, oh, I saw Jojo Rabbit finally. It's not news because it's been out for a long time. Oh, shit. I haven't seen it, so don't spoil it. It's probably the best movie I've seen in like the last few years. Oh, fuck. It I want to see it so bad. It is fucking brilliant. See, from from what little discussion I've had with Angelina, I don't think she really has any interest in it at all. Just because of like, you know, when you when you say, you know, a kid has Adolf Hitler as an imaginary friend, you know, somebody's like, what the fuck? That was all I really knew about it going into it. And uh, boy, there's so much more than that. Yeah. And uh, Scarlett Johansson did an amazing really performance in it is fucking solid gold i loved her in this movie interesting because i don't think she's that great most of the time i'm not like a super fan for sure but uh this movie made me love her like oh it, shit. it was really good actually everyone in it did a really really good job the only like lackluster and i don't even know so much performance or just the character it just didn't the only character in it that really i didn't buy into whole hog was uh i don't remember her name the one rebel wilson played Oh, I didn't even know she was in that movie. Yeah, she's in it for like little bits and she's like a bit more ridiculous than everything else in the movie. And uh, she sounds some, like she, like what she would do. Yeah, She had some funny moments and I don't think like her, I don't know her performance wasn't necessarily bad. I just didn't. It was the only character that I didn't really that didn't land with me. But otherwise, everyone else was freaking the kid that played Jojo did a freaking phenomenal job. Yeah. Kid actors always blow my mind that they can be kids and be that good at something because i'm an adult and i'm not that good at most things <laughs> i know and you know they haven't trained that long no, either. they don't they don't they haven't had that long to train they're just fucking good yeah. and uh yeah he did a great job and i like how they mo- most of the people use actual german accents in it instead of just everyone talking with a british accent and pretending yeah. that you know, we're european yeah we're foreign we use british <laughs> accents to let you know we're foreign you know, one thing that just popped in my head, one last little snippet, because I have no real meat to it at all. But I want to let you know, Ben, Christian Bale is going to play the villain in Thor Love and Thunder. I heard that. Oh, well, I don't, I don't know who he's playing, but I nope. did hear that. Yeah, it, it apparently was confirmed by Tessa Thompson. So there's a little little quick bit of, bit of news for the end there. It's probably not Beta Ray Bill, because I don't know why you'd pay for his face and then cover it up with like a CGI horse face. But uh, I'd like to see Beta Ray Bill. In I'd like to see Bale play Beta Ray Bill. Like, what kind of what kind of method acting would he do? <laughs> would, he, would he go live with horses for a while? Uh, I hope so. I'd yeah, like to like, see the behind the scenes yeah, on it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Just walk around in a horse mask for like a month. Yeah. How much How much weight is he going to lose or gain for this? Uh, all right. Well, I I think that about does it. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. Well, thank you very much, folks. Uh, go check us out on Facebook, the Geek Exploration, the podcast Facebook page, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, and Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. I feel like every time I do the Instagram, I have to like slow down for a second. I'm like Instagram uh, to to remember what it is. Like every single time, I'd have to go back and because we don't do much on Instagram. Yeah, it's true. We could probably just drop it, and no one would notice. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. The, there be I like wouldn't notice <laughs> three or four people that wouldn't notice. But 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 we just there, there would just be one less thing in their life that they liked every uh, every couple weeks. Yeah, they'd just be sad and wouldn't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you enjoyed uh, this update uh, and or any of our other stuff, please go by and uh, give us a review on Podchaser or Apple podcast. Uh, any amount of stars you want. But it should be five. Yeah, as long as it's five. Our theme song is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. We also have crap that you can buy. Yes, we have uh, started boxing our actual turds. No, we have t-shirts. They're much better than feces. Turd shirts. Um, available at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com.